0: hello everybody good evening and welcome to a new episode of playing with power um tonight's going to be a little different um you know you guys are used to four hosts but um tonight we have Stu and mike joining us as many of you guys know on february 7th our good buddy chad keep the joking gamer passed away somewhat unexpectedly um we're all pretty um, sad about that. That's really, honestly, part of the reason why it took so long for us to get um, our ducks in a row, so to speak, and, and try to record again. Um, so we thought we'd start tonight just by sharing um, some memories of Keeb and uh, just to take a moment to, to kind of reminisce a little bit. And then we'd get back to business as usual, as I would imagine Keeb would expect us to do. So I thought, I, I hate to put you on the spot, Mike, you've known Keeb longer than anybody. Um here, and uh kind of on a personal level, but you also kind of know how uh, some people may or may not know that the whole podcast thing was keeb's baby. I mean it was all his idea he's the one he we always called him the boss, the emperor, whatever you wanted to call him, but he was the guy- the dictator, that's right, he was the guy in charge, so um I figure I'd turn over to you, Mike, first, and give you a couple seconds to speak and kind of share maybe the story of how he came up with the podcast where that came from and you know, whatever you want to share. I could do
1: that, absolutely. Um, I originally uh, found out about Chad, like a lot of other people, when the Game Chasers did one of their like shout-out videos, and uh, their first channels we like video featured Keep the Joking Gamer. So like everybody else, you know, I'm one of the sheep, <laughs> whatever uh, people tell me to do, I'll do usually. So they check out these channels. <laughs> and I checked out Chad's channel. And I subscribed to him. And, anyways, I didn't think of anything more of it. Uh, I didn't know who he was or where he was from. He just seemed like a pretty funny guy. So about a month later, I get a random message out of nowhere on Facebook. And I get an update on my uh, YouTube channel. Keep the Joking Gamer subscribed to you. And I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. There's this guy that, you know, the YouTube uh, Ch- Game Chasers turned me on to. Anyways, he messages me out of nowhere from Facebook. He's like, hey, man, uh, I found you through the Game Chasers. You have good videos. And I was like, oh, thanks. Then he writes me and goes, I'm in Newfoundland. (laughs) I was like, are you serious? That's unreal. And he goes, yeah, you're from Newfoundland too, right? And I was like, yep. And uh, so before we even really talked or really knew each other, probably the third thing he said to me was, we're going to do a podcast. (laughs) I was like, okay. So uh, he just said, who do you know? (laughs) And I was like, I know people. (laughs) Get them. (laughs) We're doing a (laughs) podcast.
0: So it's so cute, like not even requesting, just telling you, hey, it's it. going to happen. Kinda, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that was kind <laughs> of how it started. He said, uh, if you know anybody else from Newfoundland, tell them they're going to be on the podcast. And uh, I'm a little shy, I don't know if you guys know this, and uh, a little introverted, so I kind of felt obligated to then message out some people. So there was another guy by the name, Derek the Completionist from Newfoundland. I told uh, Chad about him and uh, a couple other people. The only person who was willing to join us was Derek originally. So Derek joined us, and we did a couple episodes of the Newfoundland Gamer podcast. And uh, Derek's in Alberta; he can't join us all the time, so uh, we kind of went from there. And uh, you know, uh, I knew both you guys for a while, and uh, I asked you guys to be on the podcast. And I told Chad about it, and Chad was like, "Yeah, yeah, I love them." And uh, I'm going to be honest with you; he probably didn't know who you were at the time, but he was like, "Yeah, I know them all the pieces." <laughs> So, uh, you guys, you guys both jumped on the podcast. That's funny. You did the podcast with us. And, uh, anyways, I'm sure shortly after, uh, Chad added you to Facebook and Messenger. And then, in his loving way, probably Mm. started harassing you the same way he did me. (laughs) So that was kind of how we all got started. That's how it happened. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. After that, um, we've been doing this for a while, and, um. It's uh really strange to
0: do this tonight without him. Yeah, I I was thinking about the day how different it was going to be tonight and how you know, we wouldn't have uh you know, oddball comments out of left field and we wouldn't have honestly, one thing I could always say about Keeb is that he always he had fun in everything he did. And so he like he owned this thing. Like it didn't matter what we were talking about. He, we were going to talk about what he was talking about. Um one way or the other. And uh that that was kind of what he uh, when he originally told me he wanted me to come on to the podcast and kind of be part of the deal. And then eventually he told me I was going to be recording it. And then he told me I was going to edit it. And then he kind of just told me to just do everything. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, said, oh, oh, OK, man. And uh, he said, well, you were a teacher, so you know how to do all that kind of stuff. So I was like, well, <laughs> that'll work for me. So, uh, yeah, I did that. And I i I've I've. You know, it was one of those things. I was really excited to be asked to be one a guest on the podcast back when when your your the podcast first started, and then for for Kebe, you know, to come to me and say, "Hey, you you know, you want to be full time? You want to be a full time host?" I, I was really just floored and really honored, honestly, to do that because this is kind of one of those things I've always wanted to do. Um, you know, the YouTube videos was one thing, but this was something really cool and to do it with a guy like Kebe, um that just Was doing it just to have a good time. Um, That was fun. And um, I just really appreciated that about him that he would, you know, like me enough to ask me to do something like that, you know?
1: (laughs) Um, I'm going to tell you, Chris, before you came on, um, actually, uh, I was doing all the editing, if you call it editing. But what Chad used to do was Chad would record the call and then he would send it to me over Skype and it would never work because he'd send it to me and then turn his yeah. computer off. So he sends me this, you know, like hour and sometimes 3 hour long Skype call and expects it to download mm-hmm. in like 13 seconds. So it was always a nightmare and the the <laughs> funny thing was like I really wanted Keeb to um, like this so uh, enjoy doing it. So when I used to edit it, I used to send it back to him and get him well I I'd have to upload it sometimes too actually. But uh, I'd always, whenever anybody asked, I'd always tell them, "Yeah, that Chad did that. He's coming along. His editing's getting a lot better. Oh yeah, he made the intro. Chad's doing good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it." But love uh, it. Th- then after a while, I told them, "Yeah, Chad." Uh, he got mad with me actually because we'd record, uh, we'd record Thursday nights, and then uh, he'd send me the call, and he'd be like, "Yeah, so are you going to edit that and get that up right now?" And I was like. Well, Chad, it's four in the morning. I do have work tomorrow at nine a.m., so I'm probably <laughs> not going to probably not going to get to it right away. So uh, after a while, he got mad with me that it wasn't getting up quick enough. So he told me, I-
0: <laughs> "Oh, so he fired you and hired me." Yeah. <laughs> well, I was glad he did.
2: Not
0: cutting it. Mook is he- lazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Stu, we drug you into this this shindig.
2: Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, I was glad to do it when you guys asked me add a little extra to the podcast. And um, it, it was very interesting in the first couple, you know, with Keeve and all. And he, he's just an off-the-wall individual. But he's he means no harm. But he's just so, so out there sometimes. It's just crazy. He reminds me of just one of my older friends that really doesn't give a shit, but he doesn't know that... People see him that way but you know what i mean so yeah but uh yeah he he was just honestly a a cool guy especially on you know the youtubes and even off he would message me through facebook and you know just just ask me some weird things i I think we were trying to work out some kind of trade but i think from what mike was saying don't trade with him because he'll never get what you're trading (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I'd always,
2: I'd always had to like sidestep and say, um, maybe next time, or maybe we'll mention it on the podcast. And he was like, Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, first uh, first time, uh, Chad actually came in locally after we had talked a little while and we'd done a couple podcasts. He uh, he used to come into town all the time for doctor's appointments, and uh, every time he came in, we'd get together and go out to lunch or something like that. But the first time he came in, he said, "I want you to take me out game hunting with you." Because I'm gonna find all these games, and I was trying to explain to him, I don't find something like every time I go out. But little did I know, like how little it would take to excite him. So we go out to the we go out to the thrift store. The first one was a Value Village, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, there's all garbage here. And Chad's like, oh my god, they've got NHL 2004 on PlayStation 2, only three bucks. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: was the. Only- <laughs> yeah, I know that collected like titles. sports. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, he did, and I had a I had a stack for him, but never got him out to him. But he, um, I I could I that w- that floored me too because I I used to joke about that was all I found, and he would be like, "What really? Like, j- just buy them and send them to me, and I'll send you the money." <laughs> keep you're not gonna you know you're not gonna send me the money, but um, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Uh, probably my favorite thing about keep is that, and. It was my favorite thing, and probably the scariest thing about Keeb is that he didn't care what he said. He didn't care. Um, I I'm going to mention this, and I, I'm sure everyone will laugh, but it was funny. Like uh, you guys remember when we had John um, Game he One on? Do you remember that? Yeah. And Keeb <laughs> had his you know the Keeb speak segment, and he said, "Well, I, yeah, I had something I wanted to say tonight. Hey, John, uh, when are you going to let me be on your site?" And he just like out of the blue. <laughs> No lead in, no lubrication. He just jumped out there and said it just out there cold. And it was, uh, and it, John, John handled it well. And John said, well, you know, just submit stuff to the site. I mean, that's that's how we all got on there. You know, you just set, submit stuff to the forum." But, but it was always funny because keep, keep didn't care. He was going to put you on the spot no matter what. And um, that was a cool thing about him. But sometimes, you know, I would sit on this end of the, the call and go, oh, what is he going to say? What is he going to say now? What is he going to say? Just kind of live in a little bit of fear. And normally just end up laughing my head off. So, anyway.
1: Well, I I was actually more afraid what he was going to say during that Keeb Speaks, to tell you the truth. I wasn't worried about him masking me (laughs) on the site. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you know what? Normally, you know, that was, you know, Keeb Speaks. I always thought he might say something crazy, but more often than not, he was actually really a lot of times he was serious there was something really serious pressing on his mind he would talk about you know relationship stuff and things like things would get kind of heavy sometimes during that and he'd be like where's this coming from you know like i i just he didn't get that serious that often you know at least not on the podcast and i don't know sometimes that would be even more alarming than craziness that he would say anyway you know but um yeah i i, I like that about him that was fun because uh, you always knew that whatever was going to come out was going to either make you laugh or scare you to death and then make you laugh so it was cool he was a great guy i re-
1: <laughs> i got a little sidetrack of what i was trying to tell earlier when i talked about the sports titles but uh telling Stu not to trade with them uh the first time he came in he had told me ahead of time he had a copy of uh Hyperstone Heist on the Genesis, and uh, I was like, oh man, you know, I've been looking for that game forever, and he's like, cool man, how about we do a trade, and I was like, oh sure, and he was like, uh, at the time, I think the game went for somewhere around 30 bucks, he was like, what do you want to trade for it, and I was like, well, I don't really do a lot of trades, I don't really trade with people, but he said he was looking for a Genesis, he was playing, Ness, I mean, he was playing on a clone system, and I said you know what, man, I got a NES here, I got a copy of Turtles 2, the arcade game, I gave him a NES, a bunch of games, and I was like, you know what, no big deal, that's probably worth a little bit more. You know, we'll call it Square. I didn't mind helping him out, and I was going to get a cool game. Anyway, sure enough, he came into town, no Hyperstone Heist at all. He still took my stuff, but never gave me anything.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's great. <laughs> I did get Hyperstone based oh, yeah. off
1: him eventually but then I had to trade him another game I had to give him a copy of Donkey Kong 64
0: so you double traded
1: well I gave him a lot more other stuff beside that too <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's cool But <laughs>
1: that's a good major deal <laughs> <laughs> it was a major deal yeah. for him
0: <laughs> yeah he came out the victor there I ain't gonna lie
1: there was no ill will from him doing that it's not like he was tr- intentionally
0: trying to get st- no 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 no, it wasn't. Yeah, that that was one thing I could I could definitely say that I never think I don't think he ever intended ill will toward anybody. Even like I know he had a situation where somebody was trying to like um like hack his Facebook and stuff like that and try to be him and stuff like that. And like when I talked to him about it, he was like, "Well, it's all right, you know. He was, you know, he he was real quick to forgive people that sometimes like I wouldn't have been, I would have been so like upset and angry and just got into somebody's face about something that he was just, you know, he let it roll off his back and he just kind of, he rolled with it and you know, he let it, let bygones be bygones quickly, you know, much quicker than I would.
1: You know? I'm usually pretty guarded about this stuff. I got no problem being open with this. Yeah. That guy who kept trying to get on the podcast was logged in this keeps Facebook account yeah. and he would write us and say, yeah, so I'm, uh, this guy's going to join mm-hmm. the podcast tonight. And you would always knew it wasn't key because the grammar was so well done and the spelling was perfect. And you're like, come on, this isn't Chad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and that, and you know, you would, uh, it was just, it was just a mess. But even then, you know, Chad was still like, didn't want to turn it into a big deal. He didn't want to do that. He just let it go. And uh, that's, there's a lot of people that ain't like that, man. Not in this world, not anymore. You know, so that's um, I don't know. He was a winner in my book all day long. So
1: I think, uh, I think we, can, I think we can all agree. Like the hardest part about Chad not being here, it's not not being on the podcast right now, or not seeing him in videos, or not even not talking to him to Skype. It's just, you know what? I don't know if a lot of people are like me, but I mentioned this earlier. I'm a bit of an introvert. Like uh, I'm a little shy. I don't really you know, reach out to people too much. But when you were friends with Chad, you didn't really have a choice. I mean, he was going to message you. When he wanted to talk to you, he was going to message you all day long. And uh, a lot of times you need someone like that in your life to kind of pull you out of the shadows and get you out there with people. And that's probably what I miss the most right now. It's just knowing that there was always going to be someone chirping at me to try to get me up and doing stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... I I think uh I think that's a good point to kind of wrap that up. I yeah, he's he was like I said, a winner. I mean, he really was. He uh I think he pulled some of the best out of all of us whether we realized it or not. So anyway. Anyway. So, let's um, let's uh let's move on and uh like he would expect us to. Um like I said, this was this whole deal was his baby and he would want it to last literally forever. I mean, he often said stuff like he wanted to do something that would, you know, live on in infamy, so to speak. Um so just maybe this podcast will be it. So, um why don't we go into what we were going to talk about um tonight? How's that? That sound? sounds pretty good. So, go all right. Well, let's talk we you know, earlier today we were kind of like racking well I was racking my brain to try to figure out what we would talk about tonight because I haven't really kept up with a whole lot of other stuff. Except for the fact that I saw some pretty funny April Fool's Day jokes. Um <laughs> I the the Facebook, did you guys see that one? I know I showed you Mike. I don't know if I showed you stuff. Yeah, I saw it. Facebook bought Nintendo. That that was hilarious. It was true. <laughs> it was not true. It was true. It was not true. You're kidding. <laughs> you're crazy hey man they could i I mean hey look you know i I laughed about it but then you know you're right i mean it could happen i mean facebook's been snatching everything else up seriously
2: but uh yeah when i saw that i looked at uh, i was looking at the article on my phone i was like oh hell no facebook can't buy nintendo like that but if it'd even be weirder if they tried to like partner but that's still like way off the wall for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I read what I read on uh, one of those like uh, video. Bet you didn't know about video games, whatever it is. And it's like they would last if they didn't make another dime. They could just live off of the savings for until like 2040 or something crazy like that. Wow! They have billions in the. I mean, Mike, you talk about it all the time. They had they have billions. I mean, in billions in the bank. <laughs> They can, pay uh, yeah, that de- yeah. they can pay off the deficit, huh just about I mean
1: the exact number is uh in cash reserves, so make sure you understand what that is that's money outside of operating revenue that they can afford to dip into each year to cover their losses. They have two hundred billion yen in the bank
0: that's crazy do you know what the convert do you know what the exchange rate is on that or forty eight bucks you're a kid <laughs> <laughs> it's worth forty eight dollars yes. Uh, they'll go far.
1: I don't know the exchange rate. All I know is that Nintendo's secure for uh, quite a bit of time, and the loss that they're suffering right now, um, it's not something that... uh, And that's just a loss from their main product line. Uh, So the loss that they're suffering is from the Wii U. Uh, Basically, they have a cash cow in the 3DS right now, so they can dip into that. And whatever they're losing isn't astronomical enough that a couple changes within the corporation can't even out the expenses. Like, they m- might never be able to save the product, but the company's not a failure by any means. Yeah. Yeah. And they could that's- always go back to sex hotels if it doesn't work out.
0: <laughs> and let me tell you, that's a lucrative business. I mean, I've been looking at um, some small business models <laughs> um, associated with that. Yeah. Um, not, not really something you can start off in the States. Well, a, they're
2: doing the Oculus Rift pornos, you know. They're doing those.
0: You're kidding me. So how much does one of those run?
2: Well, I have no idea, but, you know, you can research. But they're doing virtual reality pornos now.
1: So they won- they've they been doing them for years. They're called
2: Point yeah. of View.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. P.O.E.s. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Spoken like a man with experience.
1: I, I, I'm a I'm a
0: I'm a kind of sort of
2: the arts the fine arts. Yeah.
0: yeah sounds like it yeah
2: what would Keno say about that
0: she wouldn't have to say anything it's better if she doesn't she doesn't talk a
2: lot does she um, that's
0: how I like them <laughs> it's awful I'm sorry
2: so what are, what other April Fool's jokes were out there for uh, you know Apparently there
0: was something EA did that was apparently very mean spirited. I don't really know anything about it. I saw that EA had to issue issued an apology to Nintendo about something. Do you guys know anything about that? No, I haven't seen that one. I'll have to look. I'll I'll look it up while I'm uh,
2: uh, googling stuff. I'm
0: googling it really hardcore over here. Apologies. Here, I'll, I'll give you guys the link, and you can guys can see. I don't know what it is, but I think it was something about them ripping on, like, next-gen games for them. Um, the Frostbite Engine. EA revealed that last year there are currently no games in development for the Wii U, in part because Frostbite Engine 3 will not support the system.
2: I thought EA was down in the dirt anyway.
0: Oh, well, EA sucks
2: as it is. I mean,
0: they. Uh, I saw someone say... Um, you know, that they apologized for this, and then in the comments and stuff, you know, there's always com Everything has comments now. I don't know what that is about, but I guess that's the world we live in now. Because but, every, uh,
1: every single asshole is entitled to their, their opinion, that's why.
0: That's right, and they've got a broadcast. And, and
1: as uninformed as it is, they can say what yeah. they want to say. But Fair one much. thing
0: I did, I did agree with the comment that said EA should just apologize for being EA. So, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um,
1: you know what? Uh, I don't necessarily blame EA. Um you look at their games, like they sell millions of games each year. Like you think about it, how many companies of Madden sell, How many here in Canada, NHL? I mean, they sell all these games every single year, but it's also one of the games that has no value. Like that game doesn't retain its value. That game has a shelf life of about a month. So you've got to yeah. sell everything you can in a month or the game's a failure. And a lot of the second-hand stores really eat them up. So people that bitch about EA and their microtransactions and stuff, yeah. and if the microtransactions aren't there, and I know they're trying to maximize their profits, but if they don't do that, how much longer do you think they're going to be able to make the same sandbox Madden every year? Right.
2: Well, well, it's, it's, well, it's, yeah. Microtransactions are just stupid all in general. I was watching a few videos earlier, and that's just... So much stuff you gotta rebuy and redo and do all the, the newer gen, you know, new topic or whatever. But I I don't like it at all. I I don't like these microtransactions. Like, have
0: Have any of you have either one of you ever, you know, bought anything with a microtransaction? transaction
2: on uh, anything? Stapler, stapler <laughs> like costumes, stuff like that. I have a few, like uh, for Street yeah. Fighter. But other than that, like I I don't want to buy a game and keep on playing pinged or renting stuff on it. It's its stupid. It's a stupid idea. Right.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a good example of my policy. Um, I used to buy all my sports games for the Xbox and the Xbox 360 until you could no longer um, <laughs> download the rosters for free unless you were subscribed to Xbox <laughs> Live. So I stopped buying all my games for the Xbox and moved over to the PlayStation 3 because it was free there. So do I buy microtransactions? No. Do I support yeah, yeah. Xbox? Yeah. Who I can't use Netflix unless I have a gold membership? No. <laughs> that's ridiculous.
0: Oh really? Rid- no. Yeah, that's
1: To use Netflix. To use Netflix on your three sixty, you need to be signed on
2: you need to buy Xbox Live. It's true. Wow. It's I eighty six my Xbox like three or four years ago though but it it was just one less console to collect for. But, uh, you know, all these microtransactions remind me of like, you know, movie theaters, basically how they pay their employees. You got to buy the popcorn. That's how they pay their employees.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, Yeah.
0: that's, I I, I don't know because when I think microtransaction, the only thing I ever think about is my cell phone because that's where, you know, I'm faced with that more often there than anywhere else. Um, you know, to get to the next level, pay four ninety five. You know, and it's like <laughs> that's when I delete the game. Like,
2: if you want know. to call nine one one? Please pay five dollars.
0: Yeah, I mean, what if what if what if everything were that way? It would be ridiculous. So I, I don't know. I've, I've never been a fan of that. And uh, normally, especially when it comes to apps and even you know demo games and stuff like that on consoles, I'm just like, nope, you're gone. And I'll end up deleting the game just because it ticks me off. <laughs> you know, and I, get I get some mad.
1: I think there's a good way to do it, and there's a bad way to do it. Like uh, You can put microtransactions in role-playing games. What they yeah. should, shouldn't should be there for is for items essential to finish the game. Right. What they can be there for, if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to level grind, sure, you should be able to raise your level if you buy a couple things. Not in an online experience where that gives you an advantage over somebody else, but just if you want to finish the game quicker, but put a couple bucks in and level up quicker. No issue with that.
2: Well, it takes it back to, remember the old arcades, if you play, like, the a super off-road, you add a quarter, you can get more upgrades. I used to like doing that, but now, is that the same thing? Yeah, th- way.
1: that's kind of what I'm talking about. If you can get yeah. extra powers that doesn't, like, not in a, I, I'm going to be honest, I, I hate hearing these stories about, like, online experiences where people have basically bought themselves an advantage through upgrades, but if you're just playing, like, the single-player campaign, if you can speed up your experience, sure. If you've got the money, just put the money in and get through it quicker instead of level grinding. But if you want to be cheap, grind the levels.
0: Yeah, I I, I, I kind of – I see where you're coming from. I think it's crazy that we're at a point in video games that this is even an option. I mean, I mean, think about playing through, I don't know, Sonic 2, you know? back when you were a kid, like, what if you could have, like, paid and had all the Chaos Emeralds? Like, you know, just pumped a couple bucks into my Genesis somehow, I don't know how, but, you know. <laughs>
2: Jam it
0: in. <into laughs> you shot. could do that. Well, with the Sega channel, I guess.
1: No, you could do that. You just did it differently. You paid and you bought a Game Genie.
0: Oh, that's, well, you're right. I, I, yeah, you're right. But now, that wasn't going back to Sega, is what I'm saying. Like, it's not the same.
1: No, I know, but now they're smart.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have wised up to it. And they worked around it. I guess you're right. You're right. Totally right.
2: Well, I guess it beats entering in those 48 line asterisk asterisk type passwords. You know what I mean? I mean. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Pluses, pluses, and minuses, right? So. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. I mean, it. I, I. You won't see me spending money on a microtransaction. Like I said, it'll piss me off, and I just delete the game anyway. So, screw them. I don't care. <laughs> You know, screw them. I
1: I actually used to have my own microtransactions that if I had friends who couldn't beat Final Fantasy VII, I'd sell them a copy of my save file because all (laughs) my characters were maxed out with all the right materia.
0: That is like... You're like a crack dealer, but for Final Fantasy. I sold
1: smokes, too, so don't worry. I got
0: around. (laughs) Dude, you'd do great in prison.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Show us your wares.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just be gentle, you know. Uh, well, let's talk about that YouTube thing that I was going to go with that, but microtransactions kind of took a hold. But uh, you want to talk about the YouTube thing, how like uh, we don't necessarily like watching the things that same kind of videos that we make.
1: It's, <laughs> so much, it's so much bigger than that. I mean, I think we really got to start out at uh, the core of what it is. Um, I've only been around YouTube for on YouTube making videos for about two years. I've been watching Mm. for about three years, but, I mean, YouTube's been alive so much longer than that. And uh, most of the people know who, um, when YouTube originally started, it was kind of for uh, opportunity for community, for people blogging, amateur filmmakers would throw stuff up there. And uh, there was a lot more innocence to it. But the question is, is it still innocent today? There's a lot of, uh, a lot of people get a lot of troll comments that their videos aren't up to snuff. A lot of views have gone down for uh, more vlog-style channels. And it seems that it's a very high-marketable place. And a great example of that is the fact that you've got former TV stars, like Adam Sessler, who gives up even trying to be on any kind of television program, and then goes to Rev3 and kind of forms his own YouTube program. So that's a viable option, then, for, uh, you know, well-produced, high-money-type production shows. So, what is YouTube now? Like, what has it become? Is it it okay to be the normal vlogger here, or is it completely commercialized now?
2: That that could go a bunch of different ways. You know, since we've been on it, you know, myself, about two or three years or whatever, along with you guys, is that it's different once you've been on YouTube for a while that you notice these trends. Of course, when you're fresh, you're trying to do everything, like, 110%, and then... um, Often that I see just people getting burned out or people getting trolled so much that they actually just stop doing things. But um, just a small thing about the Adam Sester thing. that's because I guess G4 just totally dumped everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. had to find another yep. outlet for himself, you know, fend for yourself to, you know, get himself out there. Because I don't doubt that if another network like actual TV network picked him up, he'd do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, he left Rev3 today. Yeah, I'll, I'll link you the article. He left Red 3 today. Nice. Sure enough. Yeah, it's like, what? What the heck? What happened? But, uh, yeah, he left Red 3.
2: Well, um, that's interesting.
1: Pat, the NES punk, put up his last video on RetroWare today, too.
0: Isn't that strange? I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe that just ties perfectly into what we're saying here is that, um, you know, maybe... I don't... I don't know. Things things are definitely far from what they were when YouTube started. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. I mean, it's not a blog site anymore or a vlog site per se. But now that doesn't mean that the the genre or that that genre of video is dead. I mean, Mike, we, Mike, you and Stu both and myself, I mean, we've all done videos that are essentially vlogs. I mean, our style is yeah, we might review a game and we might do whatever, but we all kind of vlog in a way, right? I mean, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah. Whether you're showing a pickup, you're telling a story and vlogging about it. Whether you're seeing an experience that you had with the video game, you're vlogging about it. And even gameplays, when you're doing those, you're vlogging about those too, when you're explaining it. So it's it's pretty much all the same. Yeah. Can you take, you know
0: I mean some of the biggest channels I could think of right off the top of my head if you really like analyze what they do, it's a vlog. I mean, you know, if you were to tear it apart, it's, it's really a vlog. Um,
2: do very successful on YouTube, you know, not just Mm -hmm. the gaming, but just in general, they just, and one, one thing that I was thinking about is that, you know, speaking of the video game part or retro game or whatever you want to say is that, uh, we always have to worry about copyright infringement and all that stuff. But once you go over to like fashion or music or not music, just fashion, you know, you're not really copyright infringing anything. You're just, you know, purchasing products and showing. So those are the ones that like make bank off of nothing, basically.
0: True. 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 And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I
2: think the point I
1: really wanted to make was it's not so much that there's not a place for us anymore, but there's been an attitude change. Like if there's been a, shift there's a lot more comments being put out towards people now that you know people just shrug them off and say troll comments but people are focused more on the production value of what you're doing now do you understand what i mean
0: yeah it's it's very interesting yeah it's that's exactly what i was about to go into is that even the vlog so to speak um gone are the days of people just sitting in front of a webcam that's built into their laptop and saying you know i'm saying just running their mouth i mean gosh you know mike you and i both invested some pretty decent money in light kits i mean you know what i'm saying think about it you know you know so so we're trying to in a sense we we try to keep up with the joneses so to speak we we uh make sure that we we produce even though what we're doing is a glorified vlog if you want to call it that we uh We try to add more production value to it. And we're always trying to improve on it. I mean, you know, in our chats that we, you know, the three of us have, we always are comparing and trying to, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, bounce ideas off each other way to make things look better, to make it sound better. We are concerned about the production value and uh, we're concerned about it, frankly, let's be honest, because we know if it's not up to a certain standard that it's not going to get watched.
1: Yeah, uh, True. I agree with that, and I also, to some extent, there is I guess a concern that we are going to get some harsh criticism back that it's not up to snuff. I mean, uh, <laughs> maybe you guys aren't like me, but and then I don't put a lot of thought into what people say and stuff like that. But when I get like a number of comments to say, "Oh, I couldn't hear you during this video," like it really it gets to me. Like I'm I'm not the kind of person who can just let that go and i'm like well i can hear myself just fine i watch this video on five computers i don't know what they're talking about but still at the same time i still go out of my way and i go and buy a new microphone like i bought a new microphone last weekend that wasn't cheap to try to improve the audio quality of my video because people yep, do yep. mention over and over again that they can't hear me
2: yeah it's, it's constructive criticism from them you know what i mean so and and you, you shouldn't not listen to your viewers as well yeah, and that's,
0: I mean, like, are a good example, um, right now, like, I'm, you know, I've done these playthrough videos and things of that nature, and the people have spoken, they don't want to watch me play new games, they don't, I mean, they want me to go back to some old retro stuff, and, and share that. Is that the people, or just me? <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's the, only, it's only the important people, so you. <laughs> <laughs> It's the people that watch my videos. So you,
1: mm. <laughs> oh, I've been telling you since day one that I've been like sending you slanderous letters to your house. Yeah, Sellout. Yeah, no.
0: yeah, I won't open that box though, Mike. I refuse to open that box. What's in the box, the box,
2: Chris? <laughs> I don't know,
0: but uh, my dog will stay away from it. So tap
2: dance for you yeah yeah exactly speaking about the production value and all that stuff you know of course everybody with a new channel wants to progress and get better because you know i've even seen newer channels that watch themselves doing the same thing over and over and later on they mention to the actual youtube community when they're showing their videos like hey what could i do better or hey i'm gonna buy this and you know be better for you guys and you know everybody you know means well but it shouldn't be a reason for somebody to not be themselves as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But, but it's, I don't know, being being on the twos for a long time, you you notice a lot of that, but uh, it, it isn't the same because, you know, Google plus took over and uh YouTube changed a whole bunch of their policies. So it really isn't the same one once we joined and it wasn't the same since other mm-hmm. people joined when we joined. So it's, it's always growing and evolving, whether it be for, you know, better or worse, but. To for the original question no it's not the same as it used to be and it doesn't really have the same feel as it used to be because in the retro gaming you know the market was affected and everything is just so so crazy right now
0: yeah yeah because i mean i think about how you know so many of us i mean all of us that i know of did pickup videos and game chasing videos and you know things like that and now like you said you know the the popularity of the of the, I'll say, subculture, so to speak, Um, you know, that that popularity exploded and it affected the market. So now, you know, you got, I mean, good deals now are like things that five years ago you would have walked away from, you know? Yeah. And now you'll snatch it up like, oh my gosh, you know, 30 bucks for Donkey Kong Country. Let's, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 uh, let me get on that, you know, when I got it, like, a good example, we were talking about um, Haunting Ground the other night in the chat. Right? We were talking about that one and I and it's like, what, like 50 bucks now or something ridiculous?
2: Yep, I borrowed it since then.
0: <laughs> it's, and it's an interesting, I like some of the animation in that I as game well. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> A lot of good physics in that game. But no, like when I got it, it was like 10 bucks. You know? And I mean, it's just crazy to see what what has happened and that's not even i don't even really consider ps2 retro but because it's prime for for collecting right now i'm just throwing that out there so but, I, I, get, get, I, got I got one read. on
1: you uh, someone posted on our local um video game trading site today uh they're selling 500 ps2 games and they want ten thousand dollars
0: no tell them to fuck <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry i mean screw off <laughs> how, many sport,
2: how many sports titles are in that yeah. Well, I, I wrote them back, and I said, put this
1: in comparison. The entire library, brand new today, is valued at $38,000. So if you had every PlayStation 2 game, all 1998 brand new, it'd only be worth $38,000. You have used games, every game used, not new, every single 1998 would only be worth a total of... Uh, Thirteen grand. That's what every PlayStation game is worth. Use.
2: That's that's doable, I guess, if you have the money. <laughs> yeah, time.
1: But that's all it's worth. This person's selling five hundred for ten k. And exactly yeah. how many were you know NHL two uh, two thousand and one to NHL two thousand and twelve?
0: Yeah, they didn't have a list of the games. No. <laughs> I'd be really curious what was in that list.
1: It was very sketchy. Also, you had to meet them in a van underneath the river.
2: Yes, yeah. yeah. and wear a dress yeah. and have Smirnoff. Yeah, that's that's, that's never, never a good, good sign. sign. Yeah,
0: <laughs> never a good, good sign to have to, have to show up, up with, Smirnoff. with Smirnoff. I don't recommend those. <laughs> and uh,
1: I just take. have a. What bothered me the most about it? I have a rule where the PlayStation Two is still new. And I mean, let's let's not joke here. How many PlayStation Two souls over a hundred million PlayStation Two souls? How many games sold? There's 2,000 games. There's tons of stuff out there. You shouldn't be paying any more than, like, two, three bucks for a PlayStation game right now. PlayStation 2. Yeah. My opinion. Yeah.
0: That's that's one reason why I say right now it's prime for collecting. I mean, because in the wild, you'll find them all over the place. You
2: know... I, I was going to say that, you know, you know, I thrift every day, every other day. I see a lot of PS2 and a lot of Xbox, but even PS1 is getting pretty scarce. But to go back a little bit in this conversation is that, you know, retro is going up in price, but also you can't blame new collectors for raising the price. You know, you can't hate them for joining it late. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I don't hate them. I just know that, I mean that the popularity and the YouTube community had an effect on that. That's all I'm saying. I I don't blame anybody, like, because they're great games. I mean, why, they're, you know, they're, I want everybody to play them because they're so much better than what there is now. Let's be honest.
1: I I don't blame the collectors. I'll tell you exactly who I blame. And usually I'm pretty uh, mild-mannered and stuff doesn't get to me. But one thing that really (laughs) irritates me, Is the absolute pieces of shit that go out there and they'll go to the flea markets and they'll pick up a game for 10 bucks and then turn around and sell it for 13. They're like, whoa, I just made a profit. You made no profit. You wasted everybody's time and made somebody else spend more money than they should have. There's no profit in doing that. Like, I'd even have more respect for them if they were buying the game for 50 cents and selling it for 13 bucks. At least then it means some sense to actually buying the game in the first place and doing it. But when you're making that little emergent profit, like, what's the point? Yeah. You're ruining this. <laughs> that's all I got to say.
2: Yeah. It's yeah, not enough for
1: a burger. But, And that's what people are doing. People are... We're on to. I tell you guys about it all the time. People are nuts. They're crazy. They're like, okay, well, this game in absolute perfect condition sells for uh, like like new conditions, sells for 135 bucks on eBay so locally selling this out of my mom's basement where i have it it's worth the exact same money that's like storage war prices like you know on storage wars when the guys are like they go to a auction guy and the guy looks at it and goes for this piece on the right day if the buyer was drunk he'd give you 13000 so immediately they say 13000 yeah. Yep. I, I told you guys about it. A copy of Hagane came up for the Super NES the other day. So immediately they threw out the price $300. The back label was completely gone. The cart was completely sun faded. But they still wanted full retail value for this game.
2: jeez.
0: Oh, it's ridiculous. I'm. Um, ah, uh, bah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> ah, enough of that. I mean, I. I I like how we'd like completely diverted from YouTube. Stuff like this. <laughs> oh no, we're not done with that. Oh, we'll get back there. But yeah, I mean, in, in my area, you know, Stu, you're in a, you're in a pretty good spot. At least best I can tell uh-huh. is you've got, you've got a lot more options in terms of thrifting and things like that. than than I do where I'm at. And, um, you know, the, the guys I know that do game chase a lot of times, they, they go way out of their way to find good deals and, you know, the early bird gets the worm, all that stuff. And for a guy like myself that has kids and can't really go all over the place and I'm living in two houses at the same time, I don't even know where I live anymore, honestly. I don't even know. I sleep one place during the week and I don't know. Uh Anyway. um Chris, are you homeless? I, I feel that way. I'm not kidding. I do. I'm like, I don't even know what. I told my wife the other night, like, I don't even know where to call home anymore. (laughs) um, (laughs) um, Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't have any options to find stuff. Not not the same that everybody else does. So, you know, game chasing has really become a thing of the past. And the only option I've got is to go to retail stores. But screw that. I mean,
2: yeah, that's not the way to go. But, you know, like, like you said, going back and forth you don't have time well look how ed does it ed's crazy ed goes every thrift store on his way to and from work and has kids as well you know what i mean but it all depends Mm, yeah but um i just wanted to add you know even though i do go out there's a lot of people doing the same thing that i'm doing but you can't go on a time schedule of any kind because thrift stores are so sporadic like if i go into a place And I just so happen to find something, yeah, I'll be happy. But there's times where, you know, if you go at, like, a certain time, you can't expect to find gold all the time because it's random. And that's what gets people, like, uh, upset. You know, they go at the same time, and they never find anything. It's that you you never know. You never do. Like, one example is when I found my Ninja Gaiden trilogy. I I was just driving up the street to a, a... a restaurant. Then I went to eat with a buddy. Then we went down to Half Price Books, and then I went to Half Price Books, and I just seen it on the shelf. And I wasn't expecting mm, right. to get Ninja Gaiden Trilogy at a bookstore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Look at the drunk, the drunk. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, "What the hell are you doing in here?" And who who gave you up? So I was like, "Mine." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mike, do you want do you want to go back to the YouTube
1: thing? Uh, I think uh, I am going to be honest. there's a bit of a personal reason I bring this up. Somebody uh, posted a comment to my channel, and it was actually a video a little while ago, and I guess it was directed at me. Basically, it was a uh, in, uh, a piece from a Game Grumps episode. I, like I, I watch John Tren all the time, but I've never watched Game Grumps. I don't even know what that is. So i listened yeah. to uh, I listened to the um, article, and what it talked about was these two guys and. Like I'm gonna be very honest, I think John Tron's hilarious. I think his videos are amazing. I've got a lot of a lot of good things to say about his production value but uh what they talk about they're they're basically making fun of people on YouTube without I guess the technical know how or the uh ability to really properly produce a video like and make it world class So they basically shit on people uh, who don't have the ability, they're like making fun of people because they say their intros are too long or not well enough done, uh, the sound quality is not good enough, the video really isn't as interesting as they make it and stuff like that. So I guess my comment came from it, like here you have these people that are, and I'm not saying that these guys are necessarily picking on anybody, but it seems to be a trend too from the people that do have the really well-produced videos. And let's be honest, the knowledge on how to do this, like the background, the video editing and the equipment also have an opinion that the people who are doing this from their homes and trying their best to do what they can with what they got shouldn't be wasting their time and shouldn't be wasting YouTube's space. That's the message that kind of came out from the, the piece that was sent to me.
0: Oh yeah. agreed. Yeah. You kind of get that vibe, the sense of community. Um, is kind of non-existent. And, you know, I was talking about it with you today, Mike, that I worry that, and I, and trust me, I don't know that this is going to ever be a problem, that if I ever got, my my channel ever got above a certain level, I always, I live in kind of a state of paranoia that if my channel ever did get to a above a certain level, that I would become an ass, you know, because, I mean, I've seen it happen. I've seen channels that started off and just, you know, all in it, part of the community, everybody's buddy blew up over 10,000 subs or whatever. And then all of a sudden screw the rest of us. You know, they won't, they barely comment, barely like if at all,
2: you and, know, yeah.
0: and that's sad because that, I think it's missing the point. Cause then it, in my opinion, let's be, let's put it on the table. It becomes clear that you're doing it for money. It's about money for you now. Not not and, so not, much
1: money, but maybe fame and attention and that sense yeah, well, of well doing the attaboy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean and um yeah, I, I I really think that's kinda what happens. I think that's what ends up happening or has happened to some of these guys is that it becomes, you know, either the fame or the notoriety. I guess that's that's a synonym for fame. Um and and the money just becomes more important than the communal the community aspect. So then screw the rest of us. What are we wasting their time for? You know,
2: you know I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, speaking of that, you know, there, there's a couple people that I know and seen and they have friends that have situations where they got bigger and then they just stopped like liking and commenting and all that because attention just gets spread so thin and, you know, people forget. But, also, people, you know, they have to remember not to forget as well. You know what I mean? So it it, it it would be rough. Like, you know, say if I did, you know, of course I'd remember everybody, but I'd still be talking to them on the daily. But you you also got to remember that you're talking to new people as well. But you're, you're right about the whole uh, money thing or fame thing. It, it could get it. It makes you lose focus. But, you know, how do you know unless you're on the outside of that situation? Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, like, I mean, we all know Rich, like Okay Chief 420 and Rich is probably one of the coolest guys you could ever meet. I mean, yeah. I knew Rich when he had like 100 subs, and you, all you guys is you guys probably knew him before that. And yeah. uh, you know what? The first year that he was on YouTube, when he only had like 300 subs... He wrote me uh, Christmas Eve, and it meant the world to me. He just said, hey, Mike, my friend, I just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. And I was like, wow, you know, that's really cool. Like, I was nobody, you know, I I had like 200 subs, and he had 300. And I was like, that's really cool that he thought of me, man. That meant meant a lot. So I wrote him back, and I said, that's awesome. So fast forward a year, um, you know, Rich has 20,000 subs. Like, he's a huge deal. People are at him out of the woodworks he still made the time to still write that on my wall the next year. Like, you know, it didn't, yeah. it didn't mean anything to him, all this fame. Like he still makes time to, you know, still be the same person he was before. And yeah, I think yeah. that's really cool.
0: Yeah. I, I was going to mention him because he, he takes time to send me. Yeah. You know, like, like you said, I'll get a Merry Christmas message from him or he comments on videos pretty regularly for me and things like that. I, I, I consider him a, a friend, you know, like, um, you know, and and I don't want to I don't want to come down really hard on these guys that are really big. I don't want to do that. Um but cuz I do understand that, you know, with that many people, it's hard to keep up. You know, I mean, gosh, if I had 10,000 subs out, I mean, Mike, you've got 4,000 subs or something crazy like that now, right? I mean, it's probably getting a little tough to keep up with comments and things like that, you know. It's starting to catch up with you, you know. Heck, I have a hard time keeping up with the three comments I get, you know. <laughs>
1: You get more than so, three I mean, comments. I I leave at least three comments. Oh
0: no, well, I mean, but you know, I never comment back to you. But that's because I, I don't like, like you. you but. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know what I'm saying? Like I do, I do want to be understanding of the fact that I, I, that yeah, okay, fine. You know, there's a lot of people that sure you're you're not going to be able to keep up anymore. But at the same time, I mean, you are, you were at least when you started trying to be part of the community. Still try to be part of it as much as you can, I mean rather than just disappearing or at least the the appearance of disappearing and I'll put it this oh God, I feel like I'm just opened up the biggest cans of worm ever, but um commenting on fellow channels that are at the same level or bigger than you or shouting out channels that are at the same level or bigger than you, I'm sorry to me, that's you trying to just boost your sub count and view count, you know what I'm saying saying? Because we've seen that before in the past, like where channels have big shout out video and they shout out like all like 30,000 subs and up. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not, they don't need that. You know, the guy with 200 subs, the guy with a thousand subs or whatever needs that. Anyway. All right. I'm going to get off my shoebox box or soapbox or whatever now. But <laughs>
1: I'd, I'd, I'd like to go back to the original comment because you know what? I, let's be honest. It is hard. Like, um, even when you do have, let's say, 40,000 subs, I mean, you're not making a king ransom from that. Like, you're not making enough that you don't have to work. We all had lives. It's a lot of work to keep up on comments. And uh let's be honest here. Some of these guys with forty, fifty thousand 50,000 subs, they've been doing this six or seven years. And there's a where after a while. I mean, you can't find every single person on YouTube. You can't watch every single video. So you got to give them a break. The people that were your friends before that then basically won't talk to you because they don't have you don't have the same amount of subs in them yeah they're they're idiots you know what you're better off without them but the people that have forty thousand subs and you know they might not get back to comment to you they might not watch your video it's not much you can do about that my real problem is the fact that <clears throat> the people that are the mentors of the role models like i mean like the game grumps and stuff like that i mean they have millions well probably not millions but i mean they have a massive fan base and for them to then shit on the little guy, and then what actually happens then at that point is instead of, you know, being this positive person to say, I can help or you know, advice for people coming up, they actually turn like a mob mentality because it's not just that comment they made that one time that was thoughtless and maybe hurtful and probably prevented somebody from trying to do anything on YouTube or try to get any better, but it also t- turns all their fans into sentinels of that statement. So they go out actively looking for videos that they don't believe rack up to the level of their heroes, and so then they turn around and become keyboard jockeys and decide to tell you that you don't match up to their heroes because of what they said. That's the problem I have. They're basically creating an idea and a mindset and a movement that people that are amateurs shouldn't be doing this because we're wasting everybody's time.
2: Did you guys see uh, shady J's uh what was that um status a while ago he said mm-hmm. he he said if you don't have a thick skin for YouTube, you shouldn't do it
0: that's true i mean i I agree with that yeah totally but it I don't have a problem with people making comments I have a problem with no, people no. that are in a position
1: of being looked up to and being heroes and being mentors being shit heels
0: yeah that's different than trolls or even 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 those sentinels, like you talked about, coming in and giving me crap on my videos, fine, I can handle that. Um, I can, you know, I can handle almost anything. It, but it's it's just wrong for a person that's at a certain level, at any level, to make videos that are intentionally condescending of people that don't have the same ability as you do in terms of their production or the quality of camera they own or what microphone they've got. It, it, it's not fair. It's not fair for someone that you know, you look up to to come down on you and basically say, you know, your video's a crap, you should stop. That's messed up for someone that is a a mentor for lack of a better way to view it. I think it's messed up. I mean, you're, I I believe you're right that you should, you've got to have a thick skin because you've now stuck yourself in the public eye and you're going to catch it. Someone's going to give you crap. Um, but I don't think you should be dishing it. I don't think people should be, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'm, I'm too idealistic.
1: idealistic yeah, and, and that's the thing. Maybe I'm, I'm riding on a white horse here and it's stupid. Like, I don't have a problem. People could write me and they could say, you know what? I hope you get shot in the face. That's fine. I mean, that's <laughs> great. But when it's somebody like that, someone who's so influential and someone someone looks up to, it, it, to me, that person has an obligation to be better guy. Like, you talked about it earlier, you said, you know, I almost have 4,000 subscribers. To me, I'm still the same idiot that started YouTube with three subscribers, putting up a video with uh, heat of the moment in it, even though it was completely copyright infringed and only four people saw it. But at the same time, when uh, someone writes me and they ask me what to think of their video and stuff like that, you know, I always try to make a point to help them if I can. If I'm, If I can't help them, I'll tell them, but you know what? I, I, don't, I don't try to criticize anybody. I don't openly criticize anybody. I don't think I'm in any position to do so. If I have more abilities than somebody, that doesn't make me better than them. It just means that maybe I have a gift to share, and I'm always very willing to try to help people with editing. And really, I probably need a lot more help myself. It's not that I'm anybody, but I mean, I think that's really what we should be doing. The fact that you've got people that have film educations shitting on the amateurs... I mean, that takes a lot of the fun out of it. And it's not that I don't have a thick skin. It's just, and it doesn't affect me. I'm going to make a weekly video anyways. I'll keep doing the same schlock I always do. But for the people, (laughs) the young people out there, the kids that are doing this, that are trying so hard and, like, really have no money, no resources, just doing it for fun, you're basically killing them before they start.
0: Yeah. And remind yourself, what, what would it have been like if someone came down on you and said, you know what? You're crap. You really should have never done this. Well, they did, Chris. <laughs> Lots of, I mean, I'm, I'm saying like those uh, i am saying those giant guys. Remember yeah, what that, that was, was like. like, you know, remember that. I mean, you might, I mean, you're at a level now where, you know, sometimes you can, I mean, you know, there are people that actually care what you think now, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> they're, they're not on this podcast, yes, but, but <laughs> there are people that, no, and also there are people that care what you're, you've got fans. I mean, I I know we didn't like, we've always discussed how we don't particularly like that word, but you do, whether you like the word or not, it's true. You do have fans. So, I mean, I mean, remember those days where, you know, someone gave you crap, but you kept pushing forward and don't be that, don't be the guy that gives crap to others, you know? I mean, especially not where you're at because it carries so much more weight from somebody that you look up to. It can, it can be crushing. crushing.
1: Yeah, and I, I like I listen to their comment. It, the, the reason it's not even their comment; it's just their comment is the one that's more prevalent. Of, I get a sense that there is like an elitist attitude of video producing on YouTube, and uh, certainly makes it a lot less fun for people that are trying their hearts out. And a lot of yeah. times, these guys are very snide about it, and very arrogant, and very open with their making fun of people. And uh, they rely on these same people that they're making fun of to get their views and to like their videos and to push it and get it across. So, I yeah. mean, people should just be a little bit more thoughtful. I love John Tron. I think he's hilarious. I've never listened to Game Grumps. And actually, if you listen to the skit, Like he actually says, well, I'm mostly just talking about myself now. He makes fun of it. But you've you got to be careful. Just be thoughtful for what you say. When you're on these kinds of things, because sometimes you can hurt some yep. people, I'm not going to say anything negative about him. I don't think that it was really intended that way. it just it just comes across kind of wrong in my mind it,
0: yeah, and in all likelihood it's not I mean you know it's not intended to be malice or malicious in any way, but you know it still could come across that way. it can hurt feelings and you know I'm not a everybody wins kind of guy. I hate that kind of mentality, but at the same time, I think that. You know, people should be mindful of people, you know, and I, I, I was telling you, Mike, how I, I met a lot of these people, um, some of these bigger YouTube personalities at MagFest and how really honestly disappointed I was in how they treated some people and how they came across to people. Some of the, some of them really came across, I mean, honestly, came across like arrogant bastards, you know, and I, and I, I hated that. I hated that because then it. I'm all of a sudden a little middle school boy and my hero is just the view of my hero was just shattered. If you want to think of it that way, like, you know, it just kind of, that it sucks, you know, you know, to think this guy, Oh, he's a cool guy. He likes games. And then you get there and he's just uh, Hey, everybody look at me. I'm a bitch, you know, like, (laughs) I mean, you know, whatever. (laughs) I'm going to have to bleep so much out of my <laughs> Let's just <laughs> cut all that segment. <laughs> yeah, might as well. No,
1: but, um, oh. I know what you're saying. It's just, um, I don't think some people really get it. Um, what this means to other people and stuff sometimes I, that's what you're basically talking about now. Yeah. Like uh a lot of people when they do get notoriety and stuff like that they take it as we're now the cool kids so we can be cool and they go back to that high school mode where oh we can't talk to Mr. 400 subs over there because then Betsy Sue won't go to the prom with us. But uh it doesn't work that way, guys. Like you you just got to be cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
2: I hate Betsy Sue.
1: Betsy Sue gets around. She's been with the yeah. 10,000 sub guys, the 40,000 subs, the 110,000 subs. She gets around. <laughs> She's like Harvey's Sandwich.
0: Yeah, really? exactly. The side of chlamydia.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But there's a lot of, like, you know, politics and propaganda behind all the YouTube and all that stuff. But we just got to realize that you're you're doing it for fun and you're doing it for yourself. And then anyone that enjoys what you're doing, you know, more power to them as well. Just try not to forget why you why you do things and try not to forget that, you know, newer people that are watching you are trying to, you know, put their foot in the door as well and you can't really stomp them and close the door too quick. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Their,
2: their quality or whatever. Because everybody starts from somewhere. And, um, you know, one thing that I wanted to ask you guys is, like, you know, your guys' first video that you guys uploaded, you know, could you guys describe that and what, what you were thinking at that point in time
0: mm-hmm. oh gosh I, I didn't even know what video i did hold on let me go back all the way back to the beginning of my list here i actually had my video While list you open. do
2: that. i'll just start with you know my first i guess youtube video you know the first one was actually a goodwill rant and uh this is when i initially went to a thrift store and i it was an ebay bid and what had happened is that I I bid on eBay, but it was at a local Goodwill where I picked it up. And this was for a boxed uh, Game Boy game, Final Fantasy Adventure Two, that I got for twelve dollars. You know, back then that was pretty cheap, so I can imagine what it is now. But the thing is, is that when I went back to the um the warehouse area of the Goodwill, is that they had a bunch of just rare type games ready to go out in eBay. You know, just overcharge, and so that that's what made me get on YouTube and actually just, you know, I guess rant about it. Because, you know, before that I was actually watching like, you know, the retro hunters, the game chasers, Ryan right now, a whole bunch of other people doing it. So, you know, I said, why not? And so that's what pretty much started my first YouTube video for the gaming community. And since then, when I first started, you know, I was using windows movie maker and I would always go out in the wild and do videos like that. And, um, you know, it, it was fun. And, uh, and then, you know, in progression for the editing and production values, I would always see other people with, like, high production value or, like, you know, cool editing and all that stuff. And then I remember when I first started, you know, I I was known to have good edits and all that stuff. You know, me myself, as of lately, you know, getting kind of lazy, but, you know, it, it's still there. But, you know, people can get knocked down for having, you know, shitty quality, but y- y- you got to do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I I went back through my list and I saw my, uh, my first video was a pickup video for July, 2012. And, uh, gosh, it's a, there's a nice stack there. Um, and I'm in costume. Like I'm wearing a s uh, I'm in character. Yeah, I'm in character. Um, I'm wearing my, you know, my, my cardigan and my tie. And I'm just like all about it. And, um, yeah. Back then that was I was going to do the character. The character was going to be the thing all the time. For
2: for, uh, for pickups, like what made you initially upload the the weekend game guide doing pickups or
0: Well, because I was going to try to tie the the character into everything I did. But um it didn't take I mean within like I think the third video, second or third video, I decided I can't do that every time. One it's not mean, it's not natural um i like doing the character from time to time but it's just it's not natural so it's it it was a whole lot more work um to do it not saying that i wasn't willing to put in work i mean i've always tried to maintain some level of production value you know try to light it decently and use um, some sort of color correction but um what were you using back then i think i was still using I was using Vegas back then. I was using the uh, the same one I use now. I use the Home Studio Vegas, like the cheap forty dollar Vegas. I love it. I mean, it's the super cheap and it's easy and it does a really good job. So that's what I was using back then. Yeah, but for my,
1: do you have three huh? D composition mode with that? Like on do, the, do you know how? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like where you go into uh, your composition mode on your video or your um, text. And you can choose uh, just regular, analog, or whatever it is. And then you have a, also another option for 3D Composition Mode, which will actually let you change the angle of the picture.
0: No, I don't have that on I all. don't
1: have it on mine either. I was irritated because I've been trying to do no, something for about two months.
0: It. No, I do have that in my After Effects, though.
2: So. That's in uh, yeah. Adobe Premiere as well.
0: Yeah, it's in Premiere. But, yeah, I always tried to do something, and I always wanted to tie that character in, but then I realized that was just not doable. And it's hot. Dude, you guys don't understand. And that room up there where all that equipment was, it was burning up hot as it was, you know. And I had a little window unit, but I couldn't run the window unit when I shot because it was so loud the microphone wouldn't pick up my audio. So I had to cut it off every time I shot. And this is July. I mean, July nineteenth, two 2012, I had to cut my air conditioner off to shoot these videos. And I'm wearing a cardigan sweater, a long sleeve shirt and a necktie. The heck was that? Yeah, I mean. You know I mean? <laughs> I was so done after that, you know, that
2: was awesome. The sweater yeah. vest, yeah. the sweater vest had me, man.
0: Yeah. And I, and I remember I did the, uh, I did a couple of video responses for you mm-hmm. in character, mm-hmm. you know, and I still like doing that. And I, and I, I kind of, I debate on breaking that out from time to time. I, I I've got a plan, um, for when I get a thousand subs mm-hmm. to uh to do a uh, weekend game guy like a like an episode episode. Um, I've got the game I want to do if it if I get there. You heard that, um, folks.
2: Once he gets to a thousand, he's about to bring out the weekend game guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it it'll happen. I I got the game picked out, ready to go. Um, even got the plans for the props that I'm going to build for it. Everything. Um, so. Just uh, got to get there, you know. And if it happens, I'll have to follow through with my word. But uh, those have been fun. But um, you know, I I, ha- I had to walk away from doing that because it's a lot of work. Yeah. And well, um, edits well,
2: like, in general, on top of the acting and all that staging, is a lot of work as well.
0: Yeah, it's and cooking. I mean, I, yeah. And and I'm not saying it's about money or anything, but you know, you can't afford most of us can't afford to spend the time, Mm do you know what I'm saying, that it takes to do that.
1: Let's be honest, Chris, and uh, a lot of people are going to agree with this. Sometimes it's kind of frustrating. When you put, like, 60 hours into a project and then 14 people turn around and watch it, it, it's kind of infuriating. Mm -hmm. It's very defeating in getting you to get back on that horse and do it again.
2: Yeah, totally.
0: One of my favorite ones I ever shot um, was... Uh, my Captain Skyhawk review. And looking at it right now, I got 300 views. That is one of the most involved. I mean, I ordered a helmet to make a pilot helmet flight suit. I invested some dough into that. I mean, I'm not kidding. I mean, I spent about 100 bucks altogether on props for that. And, you know, I, I tried to do something that was a little bit special because I thought it would get noticed. But it really, I mean, 300 ain't nothing to stub your nose out, especially at that point in my existence on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But. At the same time, I mean, if you go back through any of those Weekend Game Guy episodes, the only one that's got the most attention, I think, is my Treasures of the Deep episode. <laughs> you know, it got like 2,000 views or something you, like that. You but jumped like, in
2: the water, man. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I, I thought I, I, I Stubbs the
1: Zombie did pretty good, too.
0: I think it did, too. I think it was another big hit, too. But, you know, but when you think about it, the the amount of work those took, Um, and the amount of money it took, and the amount of understanding from my wife and my kids and (laughs) my whole family—I mean, everything—it just that was one reason why I had to quit doing it. Do you guys watch
1: Do you guys watch The Simpsons?
0: No. You serious? You've never no, but I've watched them, but I don't. (laughs) Do you
1: ever watch the episode where uh, Lisa met the woman that was Malibu Stacy, and they created the uh, very PC doll Lisa Lionheart? Yeah. Stu, do you remember that one? I do. And uh, at the end, when uh, Malibu Stacy has the hat and everybody buys her instead of the Lionheart Lisa, one girl walks away with Lionheart Lisa, and Lisa's like, you know what? That one person who bought that doll makes it all worthwhile. And then Malibu Stacy says to her, yes, especially if that person paid $183,000 for the doll. Right. (laughs) That's kind of how you feel.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you put all that work and time and effort and nobody wants it. I mean, screw it. You know, I'm not saying that I don't want to sound bitter or anything, but (laughs) it's just it's just it's just too much work. And it wasn't worth the sacrifice that I was having to put into it. um, Family wise, that that was really hard because my my wife at that point, we had one and one on the way. And, you know, she had to she had to run the show (laughs) while I was shooting, you know, and you had to make sure the kids were quiet and get them in another room. And And she was
1: bringing home the bacon and frying it in the pan.
0: And that's right. I mean, so you know what? What do I do? You know, so I just had to make. It was a tough decision. I didn't want to walk away from it. But yeah. It was just. It was so much work.
1: And it's frustrating, like as a quote-unquote fan of your stuff. I mean, I really look forward to seeing those episodes. But at the same time, I can't judge you for not doing it. Right. Secretly, I can, but I can't like really. <laughs>
0: not out loud. No. Just no. like just like no. me and my I, stop I,
2: motion, huh? They're like.
0: Yeah, I mean that exactly. That's a great (laughs) example because I mean, your stop. How long does that take you to do?
2: Thirty seconds is like you know more than two hundred fifty frames at least. That's crazy. I know
0: that take. I know.
2: Well, even the animations that you know, those are the ones that I actually are going to start ramping up. Those are going to do a while. I've been working on like templates for the characters and stuff, so I'm really trying to. You know, have a series going on here, and a lot of people actually want to join in on it. So it's something I'm really looking forward to.
0: Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be a good way to collab.
1: Are you talking about the cartoon you're doing, The Adventures of the Sega Stoner?
2: Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Stu Stu but, uh,
1: Stu asked for names on Facebook the other day, and like people wrote in. That was that was what the uh, Sega Stoner wrote in. I had a chuckle at yeah. that. He's not even in the cartoon at this point, but the name it's going to be named after him.
0: Yeah, that's what it should be though because like it all in the end like that'll be the big culmination and how it like all the whole series will climax. It'll be no pun intended. It'll end up, you know, um, somehow you end up in Vancouver. (laughs) 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 um,
2: uh, Yeah, yeah, you can write you can write that down for me later. You know,
0: I will. I got you. I, I was looking through some of these videos and just thinking about like I'm fro- scrolling through my thumbnails and thinking about how much dang work this has been over the last couple of years and just thinking, what the hell was I thinking? You know, like I think about some of the most popular videos I've done, um, my, my arcade overviews, things like that. So some of that's the most popular stuff I've done. And uh, frankly, those were in all sincerity, the least amount of work you know that's why i switch over to weekend game guy after dark one i could still do reviews Mm. and uh it not be a a murder to try to um to shoot you know Um,
2: it's it's always nice to find that balance (laughs) of like quality and you know work if that makes sense. You know what I mean? You want to make some good yeah. stuff for, cause you know, I, I like watching myself. I mean my, my videos, if it's entertaining to me, obviously be entertaining to other people, but you, right. you if uh, I get upset too, if you put in so many hours of work and then, you know, it doesn't get watched by anybody. It's just, yeah. it, it, it sucks. Yeah.
0: But you made a good point. Like um, templates make the world go round. Yeah. I, mean, I think we can all agree that it, it, if we at least We've all at least come up with at least a recipe for what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. If it's if it's not a straight template, we've all got at least a recipe so that we can plug in and get it done fast. You know, because if we didn't, it would kill us.
1: <laughs> I can't do that. I have to change something every like two videos. Like I, I find myself doing that now. Like I can't keep the same intro. I've got to change it, and it just makes everything so much more complicated.
0: Well, there's nothing wrong with tweaking every time, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you go through intros like, well, I don't know. I don't have an analogy, but. uh, <laughs> but, uh <laughs> Beans and rice. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't fault you for that, though. I mean, because you're always wanting to try to find the, the right intro. And, you know, you guys you guys know, the world doesn't know, but you, you guys know that I came up with that, that new intro for Arcade Overview, right? And I was all gung-ho. That's what I was going to use from now on for it. And uh, until the, the artist that wrote the music for it checked out my show on, um, I, I post my arcade overview on Blip in addition. You know, I got um, my my more produced stuff on Blip, I guess. I don't even know if it's still up there. They might have dumped me too. But, but uh, <laughs> um, he wrote me a message and hit me up on Twitter and said, hey, man, thanks for using my music. That's awesome that you liked it enough to use it in that way. And I was like, well, hell, I got to use it now. I mean, you know. um. But I like that intro better anyway. Because only reason I change it because someone gave me crap about my intro being too long. You know what? Screw them. It doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I get that all the time. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned. Hey. It's funny that you mentioned that. I'm always waiting for somebody. Like, because when I picked the songs up, I didn't do any of this stuff myself. I just wrote people and said, "Can I use your music?" And they were like, "Yeah." So I'm waiting for somebody to write me and say, "Yeah, man, could you stop using my music in your video?" Because I'm I've got that line ready. No takesies, backsies.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're all ready to do it, yeah.
2: So, so Mike, how about your your first video and where you were about when you first started, and uh, what you were thinking? I won't lie, even remotely. I was doing
1: it because I wanted to become famous. I wasn't doing it to join the community or be this nice guy that was a friend to anybody. I was like, hey man, <laughs> I've uh, grew up all my life uh, here in Canada watching like reviews on the run with. Uh, Vic, uh, I can't remember his name now because he, I didn't like him as much. Vic Lucas, I think his name is, and Tommy Tellerico. And I, I always loved that idea of like being somebody that I was like Tommy. on one of these you know, review-type t- TV shows. So I watched a lot of reviews on the run. I watched a lot of video and Arcade Top Ten, which was a big show here in Canada. And I just wanted to be involved with uh, that kind of idea. So i had been watching YouTube, and mostly I watch Game Chasers and a lot of the more famous channels like... Uh, you know, ABGN and Clan of the Gray Wolf. Uh, I stumbled across Ed was one of the channels I found, and he was doing pickup videos. So, uh, anyways, I decided to do a pickup video. And to be honest, uh, very quickly, it became very less important to me to become famous and a lot more important to me to become part of a community. And that community was the Top 3 Tuesdays, so to be honest yeah. I started out trying to be famous and then
0: at the end didn't want to be yeah i would be i'll be frank with you that's i mean why else do you think a guy like myself would come up with a character to do this crap with you know what i mean like it it was i, I knew it could be a hook it could be something special it could be a way to draw a, a huge audience is, in is what the uh but but like like I said, I mean, I realized after making friends and realizing how much work it was going to be and realizing it wasn't going to be worth it in the grand scheme of it, it was just not going to be worth it to get famous off some ridiculous character I came up with. Now, I've never given up on the character just because it was fun to do. I mean, I love my favorite. All of my favorite videos that I have done usually involve. Well, that would be all of the videos at this point. Um, I love the videos that I do with my wife. They're a lot of fun, um, you know, because she's a pretty good sport. I mean, whenever she reviewed the game and she kind of like, you know, Weekend Game that was always a rip off of Mr. Rogers, and so we made her be Miss Frizzle, and I love doing stuff with her, and that's been a lot of fun too. So I, I, I'm sorry. I just sold Mike's thunder and made it all about <laughs> me again. <laughs> you know, and, um, that's
1: okay. So.
0: Get what you can <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, you've got four thousand subs. I've got to try to be important somehow. So, because Mike's always crapping on my channel, so. yeah, I'm always I'm crapping just on just, your channel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that about you, Mike. That, like, I mean, not that you're like, you know, the biggest guy on YouTube or anything, but um, you're you you're talk still into
2: Michael B. the Game Genie, you know?
0: Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I mean, he, you're still our friend. You know what I'm saying? Like you're that first, you know, and I appreciate that about you. Not not to get all sappy, but I do appreciate that. You about know
2: you. what I thought was cool back in the day as well. And when you first did that, that freaking Ronald Belmont, you asked me to do the the I don't know, meet the YouTuber type interview deal. So I thought that was you know really cool that you wanted to do that. And that was back at like 300 subs you had, and I had like around I don't know like 80 or 90. And um, yeah, I don't even know even if, if you watched my channel before that. So that was just kind of weird to me, but I was like, okay, sure, why not? Yeah,
1: actually, Stu, I've been watching your channel for a while, and uh, all the people I picked for that, I uh-huh. not that I knew any different, but uh, we all kind of knew each other from the Top Three Tuesday thing a little bit. Like I seen, we seen some of each other's stuff, and um, I I got lucky, um, not super lucky, but it had me on Top Three Tuesday and uh i jumped up like a couple hundred subscribers and i thought it would be a fun idea to do something where i kind of put some interest towards some other people and i really like your channel really like chris's channel i really like Dahmer's channel so decided to do a couple of those uh, unfortunately yeah. unfortunately like, I, I don't i don't know if it helped you guys channels at all i know that i got a lot of shit for it <laughs> and uh that was one of yeah, my yeah i was going to ask that was one of my first leads into uh, knowing that sometimes on YouTube being like a really nice guy and trying to do stuff like that, people mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it's a jealousy thing or not, but people shit on you for trying to help other people.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask, cause I, you know, I found that I've caught, I've gotten some nasty PMs and stuff when I shout channels out or even if it was just thanking somebody for something that's, you know, I mean like what, why would you, why do you care? I mean, go check them out. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, Um, yeah, I was going to ask if you caught a lot of crap for that, because I know Ed has, Ed has said several times in talking to him (laughs) that, uh, doing top three Tuesday was a nightmare because one, it was, it was hard to do anyway, but on the, on the other end that he got crap whenever people wouldn't get chosen, when their topic wasn't chosen or whatever, which is like ridiculous. Like, I mean, he probably got, I mean... Who even knows how many submissions every week people begging to be on that? Because, I mean, it was such a huge draw. I mean, that was like I knew I was making at least one video that week and it was going to be my top three Tuesday response. I like without fail. I knew that was happening. You know. I mean, we all did that. I, I, I don't even know of a time that. We all weren't. We all almost always made a top three Tuesday response. Like, that's how I found all of us. Like, I found myself there. I don't even know how, how that, that happened, happened but. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: channel's pretty good. What is, oh my god, that's me. No wonder I like it so much. That is a fly-looking dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I, use, I use a 70s vernacular or whatever <laughs> I, uh.
1: Fly. <laughs> Be honest, I really miss Top 3 Tuesday. I miss video responses. I miss that, uh, sense of community and, uh, meeting all the cool people. That was a very unique thing it did there. It's not so much that the, you know, the idea of doing a top three on certain items. I mean, not that that appealed to me so much, just the connectivity that like, it, I, I was honest with you guys, I didn't get into this to try to make friends, but there was something that very much appealed to me about it. The idea of connecting with people. I got very excited and I lived to make a video every single Tuesday as a response.
0: Yeah. And, and it's funny how that, that, that video almost took precedence over any other video I was going to do that week. Like I I could have cared less if I really jumped on board with making my, um, whatever. And the, the, the top three Tuesday came way more important to me than anything else. I mean, and, uh, you know, Ed tried to bring top three Tuesday back and, uh, I don't know. Has it, has it stuck in there? I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen any top three Tuesdays come up since, a couple months ago
2: since he started doing the the nerd masters thing
0: yeah i haven't seen anything ed if you're out there straighten us out on that um yeah i mean because ed had mentioned a couple times like trying to get me to take the reins on the top three tuesday thing and at one point i wanted to do it i thought yeah i could do that but i really don't know that i want to catch the same kind of crap you know i don't want to have that stress like he made it sound like the worst thing in the world I'm not kidding
1: it's not the worst thing in the world but I know where mm-hmm. he's coming from like especially trying to get videos from people and um, you think about that you put a timeline out there that you're going to make a video every single week we have to rely on people to get things to you um, that's yeah. a nightmare in itself like Stu you're doing this cartoon now yeah. and uh, I had to get lines to you that were all of four words and that still took like
0: <laughs> one <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask, um, Stu, how that how's, how is bringing in that stuff going? I mean, are, are people sending stuff oh, in time. I, I have all the line. Good. I was worried
2: I'm, that. I'm just working on the pilot episode right now. Once I shoot that out, then I can start writing more of the script together. But, you know, like yeah. I said, I wanted to see oh. who wanted to be involved with it so that it would be more easier to get lines from people. And, of course, there's other people that, like, take forever – to give lines you know who you are that uh you know it's it it, it does get, it does it does it does get hard but it, at the end result is still something that I really appreciate and it really is fun so and
0: yeah you should be very proud of it they're always fun so
2: but You know, I've done quite a few collabs and doing it every week, but not, you know, not major collabs, but it it is stressful, way stressful. Like, you know, the, the one of the largest was my thrifting collecting one. That was like, I don't know, 50 people, 60 people that I asked and I had to get clips from every one of them.
0: I did mine on my phone before I got on a ferry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. I uh, yeah. I was I, about yeah, to get I'm on a fourteen-hour boat. Uh, <laughs>
1: boat ride, and Stu sent like, out a message. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you gotta get it out there for him real fast. Yeah.
2: I, I was going to say that there's a lot of people in that collab that, you know, they missed the timeline and I really had to get things together. Like, you know, I asked the Thriftwellers, I asked a whole bunch of other people, but they just couldn't get it in time or they're just wrong time, which it, it sucks. So uh, we, we do need another thing like that to get just people more involved. But what, what, the way I see is that a lot of people are actually involved in like Facebook as another side of it. You know what I mean? you know what i mean there's a lot of community in the facebook versus the way youtube used to be with the comments and the video responses and all that
0: yeah i, I was going to say i don't i don't know that we'll ever see it quite the same way i mean i don't i don't know that we'll ever see anything like that again you know with like you said the way the community has changed i don't know and and i don't mean like the people themselves i just mean the the structure I mean, YouTube has changed our community structure. For sure. Yeah, that's somewhat against our will. It's
2: a structure, so. So, I mean. Or, may, just, or maybe it is the same, and that we're just at a different part. You know what I mean? There's probably people. Yeah,
0: we've changed. We've evolved. Yeah,
2: yeah it's, YouTube is huge, so who are we to actually really know what's going on? So. Yeah.
0: All right, well, uh, let's do uh, games we've been playing, and then we'll sign off. How's that sound? Good? Sounds, sounds good. All right, uh, Mike, you started out tonight.
1: Uh, I've been playing Super Mario Brothers, all the NES games. <laughs> uh, that was throwback to our good buddy, Chad. But uh, I've actually been playing, uh, I just finished Legend of Zelda Minish Cap on the Game Boy Advance. And uh, it's the first nice. time I've played through it. It's actually a very fun game. Um, I understand people don't like it, they don't like the gimmick of the shrinking with the hat, and a lot of people really just don't like it because he just has the hat on, and they find the hat annoying, but, uh, I still thought it was a pretty good Zelda game. Um, outside of that, I finished all the Mega Man games on the NES, and, um, pretty well through Mega Man 7, so that's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah,
1: I was kind of checking the
0: project, well done.
1: Yeah, that that actually came from that video game resolution video I did, and, uh, Danny from the 16-Bit Brothers said he was going to do it. And I was like, you know what, that sounds like fun. So then not only did I want to do it, but I also wanted to do it before he could, so I felt pretty good about that.
0: <laughs> well, I haven't done anything on my resolution yet so I need to get back on it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't I haven't even remotely even touched mine. I didn't even put EarthBound into the system since then. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, that's it. Man.
0: Alright, Stu, what you got?
2: Uh, I've been playing... I don't know, off and on fighting games. I've been playing the Blaze Blue that came out for the PS three, that's brand new. As for I guess retro, you wanna say, I've been uh <coughs> just messing with a lot of Street Fighter Street Fighter Two Turbo, Super Street Fighter, just messing around with those. And also nothing nothing really hard well yeah, I've been stuck on like uh Dark Souls two and then Monster Hunter on the Wii U. So those are really yeah. t- those are taking up some of my Hold time. Up. You're
0: using your Wii U now? A little bit, a little bit. Is <laughs> so, oh all coming around? That's good. I want to get in. The, I got the Monster Hunter for the Wii, and I haven't even opened it yet. And that's that's one I should probably crack out. But it's all all my all my stuff's packed up, so I can't really break anything out. I'm having to use like PC games and whatever else. So, so kind of sucks,
2: sucks. Still get Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. It was fantastic. Still waiting for that one to get on the dollar menu. Do- dollar menu. menu. <laughs> 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 Bargain, Bargain right right there. There. Uh that it? Um yeah, that that's pretty much it. Nothing uh nothing major. Just off and mm. on juggling hobbies what a, and games. So what,
0: a, what Street Fighter game were you playing on your uh, Trinitron video?
2: That was X-Men versus Street Fighter.
0: Uh that's I I thought that was what it was, but like the the menu of the TV was like messing me up, but that was a crazy. I didn't know all that. That was like secret government hack of your TV. Video. Oh, have you ever seen that mm-hmm. before? No, I didn't even know you could do all that. Like you, some crazy button code or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it
2: was, <laughs> yeah, it's the it, it is it, a. it it annoyed me when I had <laughs> the, when I initially got this TV, which I got for a dollar. Is that um the the right the right top corner was like you know it was like folded like a, what what's that called rabbit ear I guess right yeah so That's I was good. like I was like you know on my other monitor you can totally just move the the beam and adjust everything so I was like you have to be able to do this with these old tubes so what I did is I Googled it and then apparently that a majority of these older TVs you can actually get into some kind of a service menu like back in the day say if there's something wrong with your TV you call Sears or you call like a Woolworths or whomever to come out and check your TV this is what they would do and that's cool. and so i i that's what i did so that was a really cool
0: video like and it you know i like stuff like that like I don't know. It's weird, but I love videos like that. Uh, what have I been playing? I played, uh, I've played. i been playing through Star Wars, The Force Unleashed. Obviously, I've been doing a playthrough of that. But once I'm done with it, I'm going to take a break from doing playthrough videos so everybody can relax. I'm gonna get back to some retro stuff. I'm doing that for Mike. Nice. Um, playing that. Uh, gosh, I, I just finished uh, Phantom Fighter for the NES. And that, some people might rag on that game, but I think it's a gem. I really think it's one of those, like, you've got to. It's a good game. Yeah. But you got like you got like 10 or 15 NES games or something like that, right? Yeah. It's a good one. You should play it. It's fun. It's 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 kind of tough though. Um it reminds it me of Karate
2: Champ. Covers.
0: Yeah, it it's a lot like that. Like kind of like the gameplay style is a lot like that. But what, it's but, a lot uh, like
1: Karate Champ
0: in a way. Yeah, so
1: you're telling me there's a game that's
0: good that's a lot like Karate Champ? I think it's good. Is it, like it as good cool as Amazon? Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's much. It's better. It's better. it's better. it's better. It's better. I think it's a gem. I really do like it. But you gotta have. You gotta go in it with a strategy. So it helps to like know someone that's finished it. So I'll 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 give you some pointers if you need them. I did that. I finished uh, Bat of the Future* last night. And I did it for my um, Wednesday news video today. Well, Chris. I technically finished it. Well, I mean, I got to the end. I I, I didn't get the car up to 88. So I played
1: Streets of Rage right to the last boss the other night. And he beat me. And I didn't beat the game. But I finished it. I mean, the game ended (laughs) at the last boss.
0: Well, that's what happened to me. So, I mean, congratulations. No see but that's the thing about Back of the future that's what always happens to me. I'll either finish it correctly or I'll not hit eighty eight and that's it and that i get to, I can get to the end with like eight lives and uh God, bastard delorean yeah it <laughs>
1: sucks that they chose that like uh it's like the uh lose cafe stage like if you fail on that, it's just it's over,
0: yeah, and it's the I don't know I mean. And it really helped that as a kid, I wasn't allowed to play any other games until I beat one. So, like, <laughs> your parents were cruel. Like, and they were, they were back calm. to the and future just, and then ghouls and ghosts. Yeah. Now, fortunately, by the time we got to that one, we had gotten two games. So, Ghosts and Goblins kind of got shelved while we finished everything else that we had. So, I've never finished Ghosts and Goblins. I finished through to the end and then it, you go back, you know. I haven't done it the second time through. I've never done that. And I think that's all I've been playing. I really haven't been playing much. I I, I play NES titles randomly on a whim. Like I played, like, was it WWF WrestleMania or whatever? The Nintendo no game. game. That's a good one. I love the music on that game. I love it. I,
1: love it. I like when uh, you're wrestling as the honky-tonk man and the little musical notes go across the stage screen.
0: Yep. I love it. I love it. So I play stuff like that. So that's it. That's it for me. So I think that's everything. So you guys want to sign off till everybody good night and we will see him next time. I think I just did that. Didn't I? <laughs> technically,
1: technically let's, let's do it with a little more oomph.
0: Yeah. Let's do it with a little more oomph. Um, this I've isn't,
1: been... this isn't like, you know, making love to a girl that you don't really care about where you just finish and go like, well, that's, you know, we're done here. Let's yeah. go out on a big high now. <laughs>
0: yeah thanks for that um yeah let's uh <laughs> why don't we do kind of what we were talking about at the beginning um you know this this whole podcast happened because of keeb and um you know just as a oh, yeah. thank you keith um for bringing us together and giving us this forum to just hang out and talk and uh we're definitely gonna miss you um so um in my mind, you're always gonna be here in some way or another so I'll I'll leave it at that and uh turn it over to you guys.
1: Key buddy uh got to tell you I really miss you and uh it's hard doing this tonight without you but I know wherever you are uh if you're in heaven you're probably uh, you know <laughs> trying to Skype God right now telling him what he should do. So anyways, I know you're having a great time man and we miss you here and
2: see you again sometime soon. And we'll just keep this podcast going for you and you, the memory of you. And we'll just make sure that either Mike or Chris upload this immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, good night, everybody.
2: Good night. Night, guys. Hey, 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 Chris. Yeah. Did you play your uh, RC program too 2 today? I didn't play today, but um, <laughs> I usually just, like,
0: get my wife to send me pictures of the cart.